Now on Bloomberg Radio, we take stock of small business. Small businesses want more streamlining and less red tape. Small businesses prefer a yes, and they can even accept a no, but maybes kill them. There's so many people that have ideas, and it has to be more than that. It has to be making it real. Bloomberg Taking Stock, small business in focus on Bloomberg Radio. A children's toy that you don't have to log on to or plug into that blends creativity, spatial literacy, and architectural principles completely made in America and developed by a husband and wife team over 25 years. Does it sound good? Well, then listen to this. We're welcoming now Mike and Heather Achera. They're the creators of Lux Blocks. Welcome to you both. Good afternoon. So let's start with you, Mike, uh, because I know you would come up a lot of with a lot of ideas when you're developing these blocks, and then Heather would come home from work and say, Mike, it doesn't quite work. So what is Lux Blocks? How does it work? What makes it special? What makes it special uh, is that um, when kids snap these things together, they have hinges in them, so they move. So basically, you can, it's hard to talk about a visual thing on the radio, but when you snap them together, they make a sheet that moves like sheet metal would move, right? Uh, but the minute you fold it, it's corrugating like sheet metal would do, like on the wing of an airplane. So kids are deriving structure and rigidity through the same way an architect or an engineer would, uh, and not like a bricklayer, right? You're not piling heavy objects on top of each other's stick. You're, you're getting lightweight strength through ideas. So the kids have... And we call it having access to nature's principles because that's exactly how cells and plants and animals are put together through corrugation. Now, I understand that there are no printed instructions. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, you know, that, and that's, that was always an issue with our company. We really wanted it to be an open-ended, you know, old-school toy. And we've gotten a little bit of pushback because of that. So we have printed some instructions online, and we have 42 videos online professionally done of kids showing how to build with the block. Uh, the point was, we these aren't kits like other toys. They'll say this is the, the Star Wars thing or the Harry Potter thing. We really wanted kids to, to make things and tear them apart and make more things because the block really does instruct you and guide you in a really create a beautiful way and that was the process we want to involve when kids play with the block so heather tell us about the patented hinge because again i understand that when you were developing this you guys came up with the hinge and mike initially wanted to have it separate you said no 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 no. it has to be part of the blocks what is it and what's so special about it well, um, it, actually, if you saw what the, the prototype process was like, uh, you'd find it most amusing. It actually took us, when we really sat down to make the block, uh, almost four years with a 3D printer, trying lots of different designs before we actually wound up with the, the, the final design. Um, we actually had a German astrophysicist come by, drop by the house one day through some German friends, and, and you know, he was a big proponent of, of uh, a separate hinge or connector uh, with six different points and this sort of thing. And what, what, the more you try to put into it, the more complicated it became, and it, it had less of a uh, textural appeal. And for me, it was very important that it be also intuitive. So I was the one who was insistent the entire time that the connector be on the block itself because I wanted that instant gratification that I've snapped two blocks together. And uh, the hinge was not originally conceived in the process. It was something that developed later on the process because we even had comb-like connectors and that sort of thing. If you saw at our home the the number of prototypes we did on our 3D printer, you'd you'd really find it most amusing because we have tubs and tubs of ideas that didn't quite make it. I'm wondering who came up with the atomic optimization principle? Oh, that'd be me. All right. Tell us, what is the atomic optimization principle, and how does it apply to Lux Blocks? Well, the idea was 
is that um, and it goes back to the Greeks that they they thought that um, if God if there was an intelligent you know deity that made the universe that that the that, that God would have had a very simple building blocks that would have made everything right it's a very old idea from Democritus the Adam idea and well that was when we wanted to make this block we went down to first principles we looked looked at how nature put itself together so there was a lot of thinking that went into this block we looked at the geometry of Buckminster Fuller and Einstein and so the block uh, the, the single square but there's all, only one piece. If you if you lose a piece, unlike Lego, you can still build whatever you want because they're all the same piece. It's all the same square-looking piece. But they generate rules. When you start putting these things together, these little square blocks make spheres. They make cells and molecules. They just build nature. And that's the atomic optimization principle that, that basically when you do have a real atomic element, you're going to build the, the universe. And that's what this block does. So, Heather, uh, you and your husband, Mike, are artist inventors. You work for 20 Five years on these Lux blocks. That's L-U-X and then B-L-O-X. As entrepreneurs and small business people getting off the ground, you're 100 stores now. What has been your challenge? What have you learned? Uh, oh, my goodness. We're actually in uh, close to 800 stores. We're uh, recently uh, Barnes & Noble uh, picked us up, so we're pretty excited about that. Actually, we hit their shelves on the 11th. So I guess uh, I, I think... Uh, the most important thing is at some point you do have to say, stop, that's good enough. You could keep refining. I think every artist or every uh, inventor comes across that problem. You know, you have to stop when you've, you've solved the problem uh, at some point. You know, you just can't keep working. You'll never have a product. So that would be sort of a first lesson. And then the other ideas are, you know, find your audience and uh, start with, with a, a good audience and build from there. Um, those would be some lessons that I've learned. Thank you very much for joining us, both Mike and Heather Achera. They are the creators of Lux Blocks. That's L-U-X-B-L-O-X. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.